This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Monday, everyone. From the heart of a very, very hot, sunny day right here in the heart of Sharjah. You're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. We have very big news happening right here in the UAE as we talk about fake social media posts. Because there has been one social media post going viral about phone hackers being able to hack into your phone even if you don't press any link. Some people are thinking that if you get a phone call, you'll probably be hacked and all of your information will be stolen. But there is a little bit of of too much fear within this post. So we're going to be telling you all about the reality of it in just a few moments. Coming up on the show as well, we're going to be talking about Samsung being a little bit generous with all those Tokyo Olympics athletes. A lot of people have been enjoying the 2021, uh, 2020 Tokyo Olympics. And we're going to be telling you exactly what those athletes have been getting in their gift bags. In the, in the world of weird tech, lots is happening as well as we talk about resuming travel. Airports have been reopening and a lot of people have been traveling once again. But can we use some tools to help make sure that social distancing is still being maintained in those airports? You got to stay tuned to find out more about it. Coming up as well in the world of gadgets, we're going to be discussing the Fitbit data that has been picking up on post-COVID-19 symptoms. We've seen wearables actually being able to detect a lot of COVID-19 symptoms. But what about the after effects? What about the loss of breath, the fogginess of the mind? Can we also use wearables to detect those as well? Also, if you've been feeling a little bit hot this summer, I definitely have been. We're going to be talking about a form of paper that could potentially replace or at least decrease from the amount of times we head to the AC unit to turn it on or turn it off. Lots and lots is in store right here on the show, so keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Hackers have been the talk of the town these past few days as we also discuss some fake hacking scares because UAE authorities have been denying a viral social media post about phone hackers. A lot of people tend to think that if you go ahead and accept a phone call from a supposed hacker, that your phone will immediately be hacked. All of your credit card details, all of your business card information, your email addresses, your loved one's phone numbers will be basically taken over. In some cases, that is true, but for the majority of cases, that won't happen unless you go ahead and give all those details because that social media post that has been going viral goes ahead and says that if you go ahead and answer a phone call from a scammer, they can go ahead and access all of your information and banking information within three seconds. Authorities in the UAE have completely denied it and they said that hacking and hackers are definitely true. They've been on the rise, but it doesn't go that far. So the fake post does warn a lot of residents against receiving or making phone calls from or to six phone numbers and three country codes. That message also suggests that scammers can access all the information about your banks, about your contact lists within three seconds. And The Telecommunication Regulatory Authority has definitely denied this information. It is not true, so there's no need to worry. 
just yet. But we do need to worry about the calls that we get requesting our credit card information. A lot of the times, we'll receive WhatsApp messages, we'll receive phone calls from supposedly our bank account or bank uh, providers saying, go ahead and give me your PIN number, go ahead and give me your CCV. These are all not true. Your bank will never ask you for such details. So the most important thing is to just shut the phone call whenever someone asks for that and not give any more details. Authorities have time and time again warned all of us residents living right here in the UAE to never give out any personal information or banking details to anyone who may call. Because scammers, they usually call, they act like they're banking agents, they act like they're police officers, and they'll try to get sensitive information from all of us vulnerable residents who think that we're talking to officials who are just trying to help us. So the best thing to go about and the best way to go about this issue is to just Give the super minimal, superficial information to make sure that you are good to go and safe and sound. And if any information is needed, then you could just go ahead and tell that person that you'll go and head to the headquarters of the bank itself and give the details on your own. Let me know your thoughts. Have you ever come across any WhatsApp messages, any phone calls from scammers asking you for your credit card details? I actually very recently got a WhatsApp message from someone assuming that they are the UAE Central Bank on WhatsApp. He started asking me for my credit card details. He said that my bank account was locked or blocked and that I should give certain details so that he can go ahead and help me. Uh, funny enough, that DP, that the DP of that WhatsApp account was the UAE, uh, the official UAE Central Bank logo. And then a few days after it was a picture of a man holding a couple of roses. So that just goes to show that it's it's so easy to fall for those scams but if you think about it a little bit why would a bank go ahead and whatsapp you the least they could do is go ahead and call and even if they do call and ask for these details i won't go ahead and give them out and neither should you coming up on the show we're going to be talking a little bit about samsung's generosity because with the tokyo 2020 olympics they have been gifting athletes Samsung phones, not any Samsung phones, but special phones that we're going to be revealing all those details about them in just a few moments. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The 2020 Tokyo Olympics have been the talk of the town. A lot of people have been excited watching them and cheering on their favorite athletes. But Samsung has decided to take that cheerleading take that generosity just one notch up because they have been dishing out gift bags for all athletes competing in the olympics that actually kicked off in japan this friday so if you're wondering what are those athletes getting well it's pretty simple the gift bag is a lot more than what you think it includes an absolute phone like a complete samsung galaxy s21 smartphone for free they're also getting a wireless Samsung Galaxy Buds Pro earbuds, which have definitely been a big traction for a lot of Android and Samsung users. It also comes with a charging case and a commemorative pen in an Olympics-themed box. Just something to remind them that they participated in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Now, what's in what's interesting about this is they've definitely been getting a lot of marketing because of it. Because now that these athletes have been receiving all of these goodies bags, they have been taking pictures of them, tagging Samsung. A lot of people are intrigued to find out 
you know, how, how are the athletes liking the phones? But what Samsung tries and says is they're only trying to help out. They're helping those athletes stay connected to their loved ones. They're providing new and safe ways for fans and consumers to be able to celebrate the Tokyo 2020 without necessarily having to kind of stick with one another and not maintain social distancing. If we take a step back into and look back into history, we would find out that Samsung has actually been a long-term partner of the Olympics. And it's just one of many other event sponsors this year. Japan has banned a lot of fans from attending the game so that they can try and limit the potential of the spread of the coronavirus, which it's expected, you know, given that we're looking at Olympics in 2021. But a lot of people have definitely been enjoying using those smartphones. A lot of the athletes have been rocking their wireless earbuds and the pens that they've been getting in many TikTok videos. And Samsung has also been releasing Olympic edition phones for fans as well. So you can go ahead and get your own. Uh, if we take also a look back into history, we'd find out that they've always been doing that. As far as 1988, Samsung has actually been giving and providing limited edition phones to athletes so that they can go ahead and kind of take that upper step in comparison to Apple, but at the same time to try and celebrate this great achievement with them. Now, the Olympic Edition Galaxy S21 is being sold in Japan through uh, one of the mobile phone operators that is known as NTT Docomo. And roughly 17,000 Olympians and Paralympians have actually been receiving that Samsung gift bag and enjoying those phones. A lot of the athletes have actually been ambassadors for Samsung during this process, helping Samsung kind of widen its reach when it comes to selling those phones. We have about 11,000 athletes arriving to Tokyo Olympics from 207 countries. So you can only imagine how many people will be getting to know more about the Galaxy S21 <clears throat> the Galaxy S21 phone. So let me know, are you a fan of Apple phones or Samsung phones? And would you be interested to try out the Galaxy Samsung S21 if you saw your favorite athlete trying it out as well? Coming up on the show, we still have a lot in store for all of you as we talk about resuming travel in a much safer and coronavirus-friendly way. So keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. After a long summer of no travel, a lot of people are excited to visit their family and loved ones. Airports have been hustling and bustling once again, and I can't lie, I have definitely enjoyed seeing that. But at the same time, there always remains that COVID-19 fear. Whenever you see crowds, it's like, even if, even if people are maintaining social distancing, you think to yourself, what if, you know, what if someone has COVID and we're all a lot of people standing in one airport? How can we minimize that risk? Well, there's a new tool out there on the market that has been used by a lot of governments and authorities to try and plan capacities within airports. And this tool is very user friendly. It is not complex. And it's also been helping those non-technical airport employees to kind of make sure that everything is under control, that everything is being maintained and that all those travelers are going through the airport without any pain, without any very strict regulations and precautionary measures that they try and avoid traveling altogether. Now, 
These tools have been used in different terminals at a time to try and plan how much travelers and how many travelers can travel at one time as we live with this pandemic. It has been designed to try and give a very simple way of evaluating any space at the airport, but also maintaining all those physical distancing measures that have been in place for the longest time now. Now, this tool has been launched by the ACI World, which is a company that is trying to kind of provide new guidance and innovative tools to try and support airport members as the industry tries to navigate this very difficult time. They have been assisting different airports when it comes to helping people of determination travel seamlessly and very safely. But they've also been uh, partnering with a lot of business companies and a lot of uh, user interface companies to try and minimize the risk it would take to make this become a reality. Now, let's take a look at uh, what it requires. So it would first require a lot of users to users at the airport to try and give out a count of how many people are attending the check-in uh, desks on in a day per day so kind of like how you would take count of people visiting a concert or an event they would try and give that information basically like a like a borderline estimation of how many people would arrive at a check-in desk per day once the regulations uh, or once the company that is giving that information receives all of it they go ahead and try and plan ways on how they can minimize the capacity so let's say x amount of people are traveling to saudi arabia on this day they would make sure that whenever there are flights to saudi arabia that the rest of the terminals are operating to different flights if the traction to saudi arabia has been higher we've seen recently especially during the aid break turkey has been a big traction for a lot of travelers so with this tool one specific terminal could be dedicated for people traveling to Turkey, for example. And that way we would minimize the presence of other travelers within that terminal or within those specific check line uh, outlets. And that way we would try and minimize how many people would be in contact with one another. Now to deliver this tool to separate uh, airports, this company would have to focus on processing points like the check-in, whether it was being done online, the bag, the baggage claim and the baggage drop, uh, the traditional desks, the security, the passport control, the boarding, the immigration, the baggage reclaim. They would have to look at all the information that they're receiving from this specific airport, let's say, at specific times of the day. And based on it, they can go ahead and evaluate what timings do they have the most crowd and what timings tend to be a little bit calmer. Not many people are traveling to that specific destination or at that specific hour. So yeah, I think it's a very great way to minimize traction and to minimize traffic at any specific airport, but also it gives every traveler some peace of mind knowing that they're not risking their health while traveling. Let me know, have you traveled this aid break and have you been to the airport ever since the COVID-19 pandemic has started? And what was your experience at it? Our text lines are open, 4215 it a lot or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up, we're sticking to the COVID-19 theme as we discuss wearables helping us assess the lingering effects of COVID-19. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. 
We've talked about wearables and different gadgets helping us detect COVID-19 symptoms. But what about the after effects? What about the recovery after COVID-19? Because sadly, COVID-19, the virus itself, is not the only thing that basically hits our body and leaves us damaged. It's the after effects as well. The brain fogginess, the insomnia at night, the restlessness, the shortness of breath that accompanies it. And a lot of people have been complaining of those after effects more and more as we start learning a lot more about the virus. However, come to find out, wearables can also help us kind of study the COVID-19 health effects and the after symptoms that we get once we fully recover. Fitbits, aura rings, even Apple Watches have all been included in one study that was under the name DETECT, which stands for Digital Engagement and Tracking for Early Control and Treatment. This study was collecting health data from different wearables. Some of them, some of them were, as I've mentioned, the Fitbit, Others were the Apple Watch, the Aura Ring, and even a watch, uh, an app, a watch known as Garmin. Uh, not as popular, but a lot of people actually go ahead and use it. What these wearables were actually measuring is they were trying to understand how our vitals, how our heart rate, our breathing rate changes after the viral illness COVID-19. Now, the portion of the study actually analyzed about 875 Fitbit users who reported symptoms of some lung discomfort, some respiratory illness uh, during the COVID-19 virus period. And they were comparing their data from the baseline during their 14 days and then after their the 14 days so the recovery period post COVID-19 now individuals with COVID-19 kind of took a lot longer let's say to return to their resting heart rate so that was one of the uh, aspects that the Fitbit was measuring when it comes to sleep their sleep was not as good as those who didn't have COVID-19 at all or even those who were experiencing COVID-19 so sometimes people may not experience insomnia during the virus itself but after the virus it's kind of clicks in a lot of people were actually commenting that they couldn't be as active as they were before covid19 their muscles were getting tired quickly their activity levels were not being maintained as well as before they couldn't move as much they couldn't stand as often so that was also impacting their move ring let's say on the apple watch now on average people with covid19 the study showcased that they were experiencing lingering physiological effects for two to three months. Some of them were taking even more and longer to recover and others would go back to normal after these two to three months. Now, the COVID-19 positive participants also were experiencing a dip in the resting heart rate. So, which basically means even if you're not moving, even if you're not working out, their heart rate just resting, just sitting down would suddenly drop and that was actually experienced with people for an average of about 79 days after they tested negative uh, which also goes to show that COVID-19 is impacting a lot more than what we think it is. Step count was yet another aspect that researchers were able to study through the wearables because some people let's say after covering a certain amount of step their resting heart rate was dropping others they had normal heart rate the study also collected symptom data in the early stages of covid19 and they found out that 
those who were testing positive, they had higher frequencies of body aches, had higher frequencies of coughing and shortness of breath, which was also impacting all the vitals that these smart gadgets were collecting. What's interesting about this study is we've seen wearables, we've seen Fitbits, Aura Rings actually detect the virus itself, but never did we think that they could also help us detect the after effects of COVID-19. Now they're actually using this data, they're testing it on even more people and sharing those early results from the study so that they can help researchers kind of find a little bit more about how we can differentiate between a regular flu and the COVID-19 virus. Let me know, have you experienced COVID-19 yourself? And if you have, have wearables helped to kind of track your symptoms, whether it was your resting heart rate, whether it was your move rings, your activity levels, have wearables come in handy during your recovery period or even during the illness itself. And would you trust a study like this? I personally would because I do know that even though there are some kind of loopholes with Apple Watches or some of the well-known uh, wearables that we find out there on the market. They may not be as accurate as, let's say, heart monitors. They do come in handy for a regular user. I want to hear from all of you. 4215, do it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Our text lines are always open and ready to hear your thoughts. Coming up on the show, one of the most exciting stories for today. We do save the best for last. A form of paper could potentially be used to reduce the temperature in buildings. Could this be the replacement of AC? Man, do I hope so, because it is very hot today. It's been very, very hot, and I don't think it's going to be getting any cooler anytime soon. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Tech this out. Tech this out. One of the joys of living right here in the UAE is driving your car. Driving your car in July, June, July and August. It's an experience that I need to talk about because you get into your car, especially if your car isn't tinted, then you have experienced that waiting period until your driving wheel kind of cools down because you just can't touch it. It's too hot, let alone the gear, let alone everything else in the car. You could potentially get second degree burns just trying to hold these before they cool down. But we're going to be talking about an interesting form of tech that could provide a solution to all of this. One piece of paper could potentially cool off buildings without needing to turn on the AC. We do know that whenever the sun beats down, it makes everything you touch radiate burning heat. We've seen the sweat, we've seen the heat, we've felt it. And now one man named Yizing has actually come up with a new invention that could provide a solution to all of this. He is the Associate Professor of Mechanical and Industrial Engineering at Northeastern University, and he created a sustainable material that could be used to make buildings and any other object cool down without relying on AC. How genius is this invention? Imagine using it for buildings, using it for roofs, houses, warehouses, office buildings. It could be life-changing, especially in the GCC countries where the temperature could potentially arrive to the 70s. Now, this material was known as the cooling paper. It works in two ways. It has a light color that will reflect those warm, 
sun rays away from the building and it also has a darker color that would suck the heat out of the interior. It's basic science that we've learned growing up, but this man was able to put it into one piece of paper. So you may be saying to yourself, shouldn't reflecting the heat away be enough? Why do we need the darker color to suck away the heat from the interior? Well, that's because the sun isn't the only thing warming up our homes. We have electronics, we have stovetops, we have cooking, we have our own human body that would generate warmth as well. So having that porous microstructure within the paper and the cooling paper also reflecting the sun rays away, that would potentially mean that we may one day never need AC. Cooling, cooling paper is in fact made of normal paper, paper, so we're not looking at something being too expensive. It's just, it's just a matter of playing around with the colors and transforming some of the waste material that we would just throw away into functional energy material. And this is basically where innovation is the key because he was able to find a solution, a very basic solution. A lot of us throw papers that we don't need anymore, whether it was old contracts, papers that you have extra from a, a notebook, you just go ahead and throw it away. What if we could go ahead and make the most out of it? So Zing was able to use a high-speed blender at his own home and take out all those papers that he had laying around. He played around with tech. He used water-repelling cooling paper to basically coat one home. And with this technology, he was able to keep that home cool under various temperature and humidity conditions, which if we're living right here in the UAE, we definitely know that humidity can be very, very high. Zing and his colleagues found out that the cooling paper can reduce a room's temperature by as much as 10 degrees Fahrenheit. So that only goes to show that one day this may become a reality right here in the UAE. Let me know, what are your thoughts about this cooling paper and would you dream of a home made from it? But as we dream about cooling paper, we have one show <laughs> that is making dreams come true when it comes to the world of sports. Very good segue. See? I try, I try. <laughs> Very, we missed you. How does it feel to be back? Oh, it feels so good. Yeah? I feel so refreshed. Refreshed? Yeah. Like you had the perfect reset. Oh, look at that segue. <laughs> oh, the, the cap today matches the... the oh. See? We try. You try. We, we you try. You really we ace try. it. You don't just try. We try. Thank you. Coming up on today's show. Um, the halftime show. The halftime show. The only place, place to, to be, be at three. Very good. I miss saying that. Oh, man. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of the halftimers have actually missed you because during the commercials and the breaks, they're always asking where cookies is. I came with Zatar today. Not cookies. I got you Zatar from Zatar Land. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> She looks after me. Well, let me tell you, Omnia, when it comes down to uh, an academy which specializes in athletes, have you ever heard of the IMG Academy? I've heard of the IMG uh, roller coaster. Like. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's good. That's a start. Close to sports. Yeah, because that's one in the US, correct? Here. Here. Yeah. So have you heard of the one in the US? No. Right. In the US, there's an IMG Academy, which is a franchise that produces athletes, some of the best athletes in the world, but it's more like a boarding school. Oh, for so sports. Yes. So we're talking about that on the show. And you might have heard of one of their famous uh, graduates called Naomi Osaka. Mm. There you go. So we're discussing that today and the Tokyo Olympics. I was just going to say, are you watching the Tokyo Olympics? I, have, have you seen any of it at all? Be honest. Aisha has been. <laughs> Aisha has been documenting it step by step. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, new sports this year in there. 
So skateboarding is in there. Ooh. Surfing, climbing. Did you, did you know that they're giving free Samsung phones for all those athletes? Now I want to be an athlete. See? <laughs> Let's, Just now. The next one. Let's campaign for Omnia to be on the next uh, Olympics and hopefully she'll get a phone. <laughs> That's my only dream. See, very, very, very healthy lifestyle do I live. Well, I'm glad that you're back and it's not the same without you. And now you can uh, be part of the halftime show during the breaks. Well, I'm very excited to be back as well and to participate in the halftime show. Anyone who wants to tune in, the clock is ticking at 3 p.m. You can catch his show. It runs from 3 to 4 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. But if you want to catch future talk once again make sure you tune in from 2 to 3 p.m only here at pulse 95 this is pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m